can't just be me that thinks that what has gone on with the White Island case is not how good process and justice is delivered. I mean, WorkSafe initially charged 13 individuals and organisations by the end of it. Fakari Management Limited, WML, was the only company still waiting for a verdict after six others pled guilty or had charges dismissed. And WML had been found guilty on only one of the two charges and will be sentenced next year. Law expert Chris Gellivans with us. Morning. Morning. Did you like what you saw? Oh, not really. I don't think anybody did. It was a messy process, Mike, as you just alluded to. Oh, I'm just starting to say at the outset that if we'd had corporate manslaughter on the legislation books, the whole thing might have actually played out a, a lot more seriously, is it the right word, um, a lot more significantly, I think, um, right from the start, G- given what looks like now in hindsight for at least some of the people who have been either found guilty or pleaded guilty to have been very significant negligence. Um, and if there had been corporate manslaughter on our legislation books, which there's been calls from a lot of trade unions in particular just recently in the last month or two for that to change, um, then actually we might have seen the, that charge being uh, laid against some of the uh, some of the defendants. Should that change? Yes, it should change. Absolutely, it should change. In fact, New Zealand's homicide laws that covers murder and manslaughter are a bit of a dog's breakfast, Mike. You and I have spoken about yes. this before. Um, and, you know, there are a number of options around the world, including degrees of murder. But at the moment, um, New Zealand's law on homicide is quite uh, complex. It's spread over a number of provisions of the Crimes Act. And we have this glaring hole, which is we don't actually have corporate manslaughter, which would cover a lot of people dying at work. Um, type of situation as well as well as the members of the public that died in this um, tragic um, situation. You probably can't answer, but how many of those people do you think that plead guilty, plead guilty because they genuinely believe they were guilty versus somebody going, actually, probably easy to just pay the fine and move on? Oh, what a great question, Mike. Look, a few years ago, and I'm talking only about 10 years ago, um, and, and the Solicitor General's guidelines on uh, negotiation within prosecutions didn't say anything about plea uh, deals, nothing at all. And that over the last 10 years, it softened. It then went to, this, uh, to, to the um, stage where a, the Crown could discuss a plea deal but couldn't instigate a plea deal, and now it's all sort of all gloves off, and we, um, the Crown and anybody, uh, the defence, we all welcome the notion of plea deals. And I've got no problem with plea deals, uh, per se, but they, I think, should have greater oversight from the judiciary. Why? Because if we're not careful, we get in the situation that we see on American TV exactly. where there is incremental overcharging, um, which basically scares people into pleading guilty to something less. So I don't know about um, your specific question in the context of this case, Mike, but I do know about plea deals that the danger, the danger is that you get creep in prosecution overcharging on the basis that they know a plea deal is going to bring it back to something that they might have originally thought was um, was where they wanted it to land. Always a great pleasure, Chris. Appreciate it very much. Chris Gellivan, uh, former adjunct uh, professor at law at Massey University. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.